Welcome to this message from Eastwood Baptist Church, one church with two locations in Bowling Green and Alberton, Kentucky. To learn more, visit eastwoodbc.org. Now, may the Lord bless you in the hearing of His Holy Word. As you grab your seat, grab your copy of God's Word. Go with me to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. We are now in our final week of our series that we're calling Next Steps, where we're sort of rolling out to you that fresh, unique vision that God has given us for Eastwood Baptist Church. If you've missed any of the first three messages, again, I I encouraged you last week, I encourage you again this week, please go back and and catch those. We want to get that language into your head, we want to get it into your heart, that you can help live that out. Uh, But even if you were here for every one of them, it would be really helpful for you to go back and to listen to those again, again, that we could get this deep inside of us and to become a part of who we are. What we're going through in this series is being developed into a class. We're calling it a Next Steps class that will be used every month at Eastwood. One month at this campus, the next month at the next campus, back and forth. That way new folks can come through and they can get plugged into church. And going forward, as I've said all along, just want to make sure everyone's aware, this will be a requirement for membership. In other words, this is going to be our membership process. Our goal in this, though, is to help people rapidly, and that's the key, rapidly understand who Eastwood is, who God is, who they are, and then plug them into serving. Now, just a quick recap with you. In the first message, we rolled out to you Eastwood's new uh, unique new mission statement i want you to help me this morning okay a little quiz here put you on the spot okay i'm going to say part of it and then i want you to say the next word let's see if you can remember it okay let's try it eastwood now exists to develop everybody say relationships to impact people with biblical everybody say answers to life's challenges that's right eastwood now exists to develop relationships to impact people with biblical answers to life's challenge. And because that is our mission, Eastwood now values four things. And like I've said all along, these are not things that we are imposing on you. These are things that we've seen in you and want to call out in a greater way. And the first value is the power of God's word. We believe that God's word transforms lives. It's powerful. Second is the pursuit of life transformation. God wants to take us and change us into the image of Jesus Christ. Third is the passion of missional living. And we're going to talk more about this today, uh, here in a moment, and even tonight. But that's where we see life as a missions trip. (laughs) Not going over there to do missions, although that's part of it, but it's, it's, it's living life as a missionary. And then finally, the priority of authentic relationships, that we would know one another and love one another. And so to help us fulfill that mission and to instill and live out those values, we have come up with this strategy. We call it our 3G strategy. Really simple. All the ministries of Eastwood fit under these three categories. Gather, grow, and go. We gather in worship. That's what we're doing right here. We grow in small groups, which we did just a moment ago at 9 o'clock. And then we go in service. And we discover all this through our next steps track, which we're taking you through right now. And then finally, as we think about how do we know? How do we know if our mission and our, and our values are being lived out? How do we know if our strategy is working? And so we came up with the measures that, that, that spell out the, the acrostic Samuel, the name Samuel. 
service, abiding, missions, understanding, evangelism, and love. We ask six questions. Am I using my spiritual gifts? Am I meeting with God daily? Am I ready to go? Am I growing in core biblical truths? Am I friends with someone far from God? And am I known by love? Those are the measures. If we could see that in every single person, if we could see that in a greater way in my life, right? I'm not exempt from that, right? For all of us to come and say, yes, a hearty yes. Now, some of us are no's on some of those. Some of us are kind of, but we want to get to the point where every single one of us are a solid yes on all six of those individual measures. And when we get there, that's when we know that our strategy, our mission, our values are working. It's becoming a part of who we are. Now, to wrap up the series this morning, we want to close out focusing on a very important part of the DNA of Eastwood, who Eastwood is, and that is our unflinching commitment to missions. So the title of this morning's message is The Missional Mandate. The Missional Mandate. You don't need a cardiologist up here to tell you that every heart has a certain rhythm to it. I was listening to YouTube videos to heartbeats and trying to, what does a heart sound like? And that's what it kind of sounds like. Every heart is like the backbeat of your life. Now, scientists at the University of California at Davis, they were studying the physical effects of relationships on people. And they proved something that we've known for a long time, right? Two people who are in love, their hearts actually beat as one. In other words, when two people are in love with one another and they sit next to one another, their heartbeats will synchronize. Their heartbeats, one might have been going, ba-boom, da-da, ba-boom, da-da, ba-boom, da-da. And the other one's going, ba-boom, da, ba-boom, da. Well, when they get next to each other, all of a sudden they say, ba-boom, da, ba-boom. <laughs> they synchronize. They come together. They sing the same song. So they would, to test this, they would, they would set husbands and wives next to one another. And they would say, don't talk to one another. Just look at one another. Be in each other's presence. And we're going to measure what happens to your heart. And what they noticed is that most often... Almost every time their hearts would synchronize, and oftentimes the wives would synchronize to the husbands. But to test, to say, okay, is it really the relationship? Is it really their connection relationally that is causing their hearts to beat together? They did this. They would sit either the husband or the wife next to a stranger on the couch and said, don't talk to each other. Just sit in each other's presence, look at one another. And they measured their hearts, and guess what? Their hearts would not synchronize. Their hearts would not synchronize to a stranger's heartbeat. So what that tells us is that when people are in a relationship, their heart will beat as one. This morning, church, I want you to understand the heartbeat of Eastwood. And I pray that we who are in a relationship together here in this church, that our heart would beat as one. Here's today's takeaway. The heartbeat of Eastwood is missions. The heartbeat of Eastwood is missions. And as I said, I pray that your heart would synchronize with our heart this morning. In fact, it's not our heartbeat. It's the heartbeat of God, right? Our heart, we pray, is already synchronized with God's heart. And we see God's heart in our text this morning. I want to invite you to stand to honor the reading of the Word of God. Acts chapter 1 
verse 8. This is, a, this is a foundational text, right? You say, well, preacher, you've preached on this before, but it's foundational. It's foundational. I want you to see what it has to say for us today as we think about our heartbeat. Acts 1, verse 8 says this. And this is Jesus speaking right before he ascended to the Father. These are essentially the last words he spoke during his earthly ministry. And it says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let's pray together. God, as we look at your word today, would it instruct us, help us to tune our heart to yours, and then help us to tune our hearts together. Father, we love you, but you love us way better. And so we ask that you would help us today. In Christ's name we pray this. Amen. Grab your seat if you would. So the heartbeat of Eastwood is missions. Therefore, the following four things are true. First, we are convinced of the necessity of missions. We are convinced of the necessity of missions. Missions is not optional, okay? Missions, here's what I mean by missions. I mean the intentional taking of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our community and then to the ends of the earth. Guys, this is not optional. This is a necessity. Let me give you two reasons why. First, missions is a necessity because it's commanded. If you're going to be obedient to God, if you're going to be obedient to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then you've got to be about missions. Now, here in Acts 1-8... Jesus used the future tense here, right? You will be my disciples. Now, let me say this. He is not prophesying what he sees will happen. He had the power to know the end from the beginning. Don't get me wrong. But he is not here prophesying like saying, I see the future and I see my people being my witnesses around the world. That's not what he's doing here. He is calling out his people. He is commanding his people to be his witnesses. And here in this commandment, he lays out geographic circles, concentric circles that get larger and larger until the entirety of the world is encompassed. First, he says that his disciples would be his witnesses in Jerusalem, which was their local context. And our Jerusalem, our local context is Bowling Green, Kentucky, and its surrounding communities. Next, Jesus said that his disciples would also be his witnesses in Judea, which was their nation. Their nation. Our Judea is the entirety of the United States of America. Jesus said that his disciples would also be his witnesses in Samaria, which was their neighboring nation. So our Samaria would be Canada, it would be Mexico, some of the Caribbean islands. And finally, Jesus said of his disciples... That they would be his witnesses in or to the end of the earth. Now, beloved, that, that, that leaves no stone unturned here, right? That encompasses every tribe, tongue, people, and nation on planet earth. In other words, there is nowhere that his church, we, his church, shouldn't go. But let me say this. Let me emphatically say this. Sometimes when we hear the word missions, we think about over there. Missions begins right here. Missions begins right here, right outside these church walls. And I mentioned this a message or two ago, but as you leave today, you'll you'll see a sign in the back and a sign in the front, these big blue signs, and on the back of them, they say what? Now what? Entering 
the mission field. We want to get that in our hearts. That's not just verbiage. That's reality. That's what we want you to understand. The mission field is not just across the ocean. It's across the street also. It's here. So missions starts here, but it doesn't end here. It goes to the ends of the earth, right? It extends until every tribe, tongue, nation, and people are reached for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are commanded to reach the entire planet for Jesus. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So missions is commanded. That's why it's a necessity. But secondly, it's a necessity because it takes mankind's only hope to the world. If anybody is going to have hope, if anybody is going to have life everlasting, then we have to be about missions. You see the apostle Peter, he declared by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, this is not just Peter talking. This is God speaking through Peter in Acts 4, 11 and 12. He says this about Jesus. He says, This Jesus is the same stone or the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And he says this. He says, And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In other words, salvation is found only in whom, church? Jesus. Only in Jesus. Any person on the planet who will be forgiven and see heaven must come through Jesus. As he himself said, John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life, Jesus says. No one comes to the Father but through me. Therefore, mankind's only hope of escaping the just punishment of hellfire is repenting and believing on Jesus. The man on the island is not safe because he has never heard. He's not safe just because he's never heard. The Muslim in the deserts of Iran is not safe because he has never heard. The Buddhists on the mountains of China are not safe because they have never heard. Beloved, listen to me very closely. We've got to to understand the necessity of this, okay? You don't primarily go to hell for rejecting Jesus. You go to hell because you are guilty of sin. Therefore, even those who have not heard of Jesus, they've not even had the opportunity to reject Jesus, they will just the same rightly and justly suffer the wrath of God eternally in hell. And we've got the answer, right? We've got the rescue for them. The question is not, have they rejected Jesus? The question is, are they guilty of sin? And then the question to us is, will we go seek and search out the perishing and give them the hope that is found in Jesus Christ? Mission is absolutely necessary. Their only hope of hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and believing in him is if we go tell them. So we've got to get the gospel out to them. Missions is not optional, right? Love of mankind and obedience to God compel us. 
So we're convinced here at Eastwood of the necessity of missions. That's why our heartbeat is missions. There, uh, secondly, though, because it's our heartbeat, we cooperate for missions. We want you to understand today the cooperation of what we do with other churches around the world to, to impact missions, the, to impact the lostness. You see, Eastwood is part of the Southern Baptist Convention. The Southern Baptist Convention exists for one purpose, and that is to spread the gospel around the world. In fact, here's their mission statement. It says this, the Southern Baptist Convention exists to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to every person in the world and to make disciples of all the nations. Therefore, we cooperate with other Southern Baptist churches, and we primarily do this through a missions funding mechanism called the Cooperative Program. How many of you guys have ever heard of the Cooperative Program? Great. Good. The Cooperative Program was actually born right here in Kentucky, right just a few, just, just an hour or two west of here in Murray, Kentucky. Uh, First Baptist Church, Murray, Kentucky was the first church to come up with this idea. In 1915, the Kentucky Baptist Convention adopted the cooperative program as its missions funding strategy. And then in 1925, the entire Southern Baptist Convention brought on the cooperative program. Before the CP, every, every agency, every missionary had to raise their own funding. And so they would have to use their time, they'd have to use their resources to go around and, and beg individual, individual churches to give them their money to fund their cause. And as you can imagine, man, it wasn't just aggravating for the people, right? It was aggravating for the churches. I mean, it's like, oh, here comes somebody else. I mean, we've only got so much money. What are we going to do? I mean, we, we hate to tell them no also, or, or we hate to say yes because we don't have the money. And so they came up with a very effective strategy called the cooperative program. Eastwood is a strong supporter of the cooperative program. Our dollars here help fuel missions locally and to the end of the earth. So what I'm about to say here, guys, is not just numbers. This is missions being funded. This is lives being impacted around the world through what we do here at Eastwood. I want you to understand briefly how that works out for here at Eastwood with the cooperative program. All right. So we provide the people of Eastwood regular opportunities to give financially here at the church. And out of every dollar, and we've got some slides here to help you see this, to help you track the numbers this morning. Out of every dollar that you give to Eastwood's budget, we keep 88 cents of that dollar to fuel local church and community ministries. You see, God has placed us here, amen? God has placed us here, and he has given us the task of reaching our community for Christ, And we as a church have decided that 88% or 88 cents of every dollar is what it's going to take for us to do the job that he's given us here. That comes to about $2.1 million that we are investing this year right here in Bowling Green, Kentucky and its surrounding communities. But while we keep here in the church for local ministries 88 cents out of every dollar that you give and I give, we send 12 cents out of every dollar to the Kentucky Baptist Convention to fuel missions through the cooperative program. Now, that might not sound like much. 12 cents out of every dollar? And maybe you're adding up in your head. But when you put all of Eastwood together, that comes 
to about $300,000 that we are forwarding on from our community to the Kentucky Baptist Convention, uh, Convention to, to fuel the cooperative program. Out of our $300,000, the KBC keeps 53% and then sends 47% on to the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention for the cooperative program. So that means that out of Eastwood's $300,000 sent this year, the CP, the cooperative program, the Kentucky Baptist Convention, will keep $159,000 of that to fuel Kentucky missions. You say, what are we getting for that money? Well, we're, 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 we're supporting church plants all across the state here. Right? We're, we're supporting church consultants who are working with churches to become better. We're funding uh, centers of Christian education. We are, we are funding Christian health care. We are placing on every, not every, but, but several colleges and universities here in Kentucky, missionaries, college campus missionaries who are reaching college students for Christ. We are funding disaster relief. And one of the things that I'm most excited about is that we fund orphan and foster care ministry through Sunrise Children's Services. And that, that, that's maybe just the tip of the iceberg, right? There's so much more that it goes to. 2,400 Kentucky Baptist churches cooperate together to give $22 million for Kentucky missions. And every dollar is used to impact somebody for Christ. Now, the other... 47% of what we send. The other part of Eastwood's $300,000 is sent on to the Southern Baptist Convention. And that's about $141,000 to be exact, okay? And this money is used to fuel U.S. and world missions. Let me just break it down for you, because I don't want this to be fuzzy for you, right? I mean, giving, you need to give in, in, in spirit, right? And you need to give in knowledge. I don't want it to be fuzzy for you. So I want to break it down for you. That 141000 how is that broken down when it reaches the Southern Baptist Convention? Here's how it's broken down. $71,000 of Eastwood CP dollars this year will go to the International Mission Board. The International Mission Board, which has almost 4,000 missionaries stationed around the world in more than 120 nations. Some of them unreached. They are engaging unreached, maybe even unengaged people groups. These missionaries never have to leave the field to come home to raise money. We as faithful givers keep them on the field sharing Jesus. $32,000 of Eastwood CP dollars goes to the North American Mission Board, which is used to fund missions here in our Judea and our Samaria. It supports missionaries. It plants churches. It helps strategize evangelistic efforts. And it funds disaster relief. Think about the hurricanes that came through earlier in 2017. It was because we gave to the cooperative program that Southern Baptists were there the next day. Meeting people's needs in love and sharing Jesus with them. 31000 of Eastwood CP dollars this year will go to fund six Southern Baptist seminaries around our nation. It's, they're training our future church leaders. And let me just say to you, we have strong, conservative, gospel-centered, church-loving seminaries. We should not be afraid. We should be excited to send our men and women to these seminaries to be trained. 3000 of Eastwood CP dollars goes to fund the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, which is a 
advocacy group, an advocacy arm of the Southern Baptist Convention stationed there in Washington, D.C. And then finally, 4000 of Eastwood's dollars goes to fund the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, altogether, that's 47,000 Southern Baptist churches in 42 state conventions cooperating together to give $192 million for U.S. and world missions. Again, don't just hear the dollar amount. Think what we're doing, the results that's being brought about because we are faithful in giving. We have the greatest missions funding force, greatest missions sending force in the world because you all and I am faithful givers to missions. But if you've been around Eastwood long, you'll hear about two ladies. One is Lottie, the other one's Annie. Who are they? Well, Lottie Moon was a Southern Baptist missionary to China. And she helped us understand the, the necessity of missions. And then Annie Armstrong was the, the, one of the founders of the Women's Missionary Union. And so we, we take up a special offering every year for both, uh, in, in honor of both of those ladies. We receive the Lottie Moon Christmas offering in the Christmas season. And every dollar that you give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, Eastwood sends $1 directly to the International Mission Board. $1 comes in and $1 goes out. Every dollar that comes in, every dollar goes out. Last year, here's how much we sent. $89,256.71. It's directly to the International Mission Board. And then the Annie Armstrong offering, which we'll begin to promote next month. We will receive next month. Again, this, this happens in the Easter season. Every dollar that you give to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, Eastwood sends that dollar directly to the North American Mission Board. Last year, Eastwood gave $51,814.88. Now, when you add all of that together, the CP dollars, the Annie Armstrong dollars, the Lottie Moon dollars, the people of Eastwood, you, as the people of Eastwood, last year alone, gave over $441,000 to fuel missions in Kentucky and to the ends of the earth. That's pretty amazing, right? Come on, man. That is amazing. Gosh, man. Now, check this out. Eastwood was established in 1953. 1953. And in those years, ever how many that 60-whatever, 70-whatever, Eastwood has given almost $5 million to missions. Guys, that money, it's not about the dollars. I'm, I'm not saying those dollars to, to, to say, yeah, Eastwood's awesome. I'm saying think of the impact that you as a people have had, are having, and will have because we are faithful to cooperate for missions around the world. That money has been used to impact countless lives, countless people's eternities. Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we cooperate. The heartbeat of Eastwood is missions. And when we do this, when we come together, our hearts beat together. Now, you might say, now Ben, what you just said, you lost me in all those numbers. I mean, you were talking real good, and then you started sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 okay? If, that, if it began to sound like gobbledygook for you, Maybe this video will help clarify it for you. Let's check this out. 
The Cooperative Program is the way that Kentucky Baptists share the good news of Jesus around the globe. The Cooperative Program story begins with the 2,400 churches that make up the Kentucky Baptist Convention. Starting with the faithful gifts of those churches and people, the message of Christ is supported in 50 church plants here in Kentucky that receive funding from CP Gifts. That support also covers the cost of campus missionaries serving the 10 major university campuses across the bluegrass and provides financial help to four Baptist educational institutions and another 12 locations of Sunrise Services facilities helping hurting children and families. Outside of our state, that CP support goes across North America to 32 Send cities where Southern Baptists are trying to impact the largest pockets of people, as well as being a part of a thousand church plants all over the continent. And finally, those spiritual resources from our Kentucky churches spread all over the world to missionaries in more than 120 countries over every other continent. The efforts of Kentucky Baptists through the cooperative program impact lives for Jesus here, across our nation, and to the ends of the earth. We as Southern Baptists are not the kingdom of God. It's not just us. We're so thankful for other Christians, other denominations out there making a difference for Christ. But let me say this. While we are not the kingdom of God, we are excited to do our part to advance the kingdom of God. We cooperate for missions. Third, this morning I want you to understand because missions is the heartbeat of Eastwood. Third, we carry out missions right here in our community. Right here in our community, like I said a moment ago, this is where God has placed us, right? He expects us to reach this area for Jesus Christ. That's why one of Eastwood's new values is missional living, all right? Missional living is way more, as I said earlier, than going on a mission trip. Missional living is seeing life as a mission trip. It includes mission trips, but it's more than that. It's seeing every day as an opportunity to put on the missionary mantle wherever you go. In the workplace, you're a missionary. In your school, young folks, you're a missionary. College students, you're a missionary. In your neighborhood, you're a missionary. In places of recreation, the ball fields or at the restaurants, you're a missionary. And in your home, you are a missionary. Jesus called us there in Matthew, uh, Matthew 28 to make disciples as we're going. In other words... Mission is not just an event. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a 24-7 way of life. Everywhere, every day is an opportunity to extend the gospel of Jesus Christ to somebody. And it's our job. We should be passionate about missional living. In fact, tonight, tonight's our quarterly one church celebration here at Eastwood. We'll be right here at 5 o'clock to our, our, our brothers and sisters from the East Campus will come over with us. And tonight I'm going to roll out to you a plan to help us be better, to grow as a church and as individuals in missional living. We're calling it Eastwood's Year of Blessing. And you don't want to miss tonight, okay, as I roll this out. Business meeting starts at 445 and then the, the celebration begins at 5 p.m. tonight. 
But if we are going to reach the ends of the earth, then we must become serious about reaching our Jerusalem. Amen? If we're going to reach the ends of the earth, we've got to become serious about reaching our Jerusalem. Is the great missionary, the British missionary C.T. Studd, who said, The light that shines the farthest shines brightest nearest home. And so Eastwood, we got to intensify our light here in Bowling Green and in Scottsville and around these communities to carry on missions right here. Right? We need to shine brighter. And then finally this morning, we commission for missions. We're not just convinced of the necessity of missions. We don't just cooperate for missions. We don't just carry out missions. We finally commission for missions. Last year, Eastwood commissioned over 100 short-term missionaries from this church right here. If you guys went on a short-term mission trip with us last year, would you slip your hand up? If you went on a short-term mission trip. That, that includes the youth trip to, to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Slip your hand up if you went. Great. Last year, guys, Kentucky, the United States, and even the world, we went to Lynch, Kentucky. We went to Arkansas. We went to Georgia. We went to Canada. We went to Romania. We went to South Africa. We went to China with two different trips. And we went to Indonesia. And every one of those was to carry the gospel of Christ with us. And it was an awesome year. And we're going to do it again in 2018 right here. We're going to do it again. But this year, we're going to do a little more. This year, Pastor Will and Pastor Justin are going to be taking a team of over 40 people affiliated with our youth ministry to the nation of Nicaragua to take the gospel of Christ to that nation this summer. Every three years, we send our high schoolers and college students on an international mission trip. We love to commission for missions. Beloved, suffice it to say this morning that if you're going to be around Eastwood very long, if you stick around here very long, you're going to hear about missions both here and abroad. And here in Acts 1-8, Jesus has called us to be his witnesses locally, nationally, and internationally. Therefore, the heartbeat of Eastwood is missions. Here's my final prayer. May our hearts beat as one to take the gospel around our community and around the world. Hi there, this is Pastor Ben. I have something really important to ask you, but first, I want to say thank you for taking the time to make this digital connection with us through our podcast. I hope the message you just listened to was a blessing, but an even greater blessing than this digital connection would be for you to connect with us in person this coming Sunday at one of Eastwood's two campuses where we get the joy of living life together in Jesus' name. And now for that really important question, which is the most important question you'll ever answer. Where do you stand before God? Now, based on what you've done, the straightforward answer is that you stand guilty and condemned before God. You are a sinner who completely deserves God's wrath forevermore in hell. And I deserve the same thing also. I mean, every person does. Guys, that's terrible news. And even worse is the fact that there's nothing you can do in and of yourself to change that. You need a Savior. But I have good news. 
God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus to be your savior. Jesus came and lived the perfect life that you cannot live, and he stood condemned on the cross, dying the death you deserve. And three days later, Jesus was raised from the dead to prove to everybody that he is indeed the savior of the world. And now Jesus longs to change your standing before God by making a trade with you. He desires to take what you've earned, which is the wrath of God in hell, and to give you in return what he has earned, which is the blessing of God in heaven. When this trade happens, instead of standing guilty and condemned before God, you will stand forgiven and righteous with the promise of everlasting life. So what must you do to have your standing before God changed? First, admit to God you are a sinner. Second, hate your sins. Turn from them and ask God to forgive you. And finally, turn to Jesus in faith and love, putting your complete hope in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and follow him until the day you die. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, Jesus is ready to make this trade with you. And I pray that you would trust in Jesus and be saved. Thank you again for connecting with us, and I hope to see you soon at Eastwood Baptist Church.